Success for me has changed a lot over the years as far as meaning goes. When I was a kid, I wanted to make millions of dollars doing action movies like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sly Stallone, and Bruce Willis. Why are you running? None of your fucking business. That's. Ah! 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 Okay! Okay! God! Then I wanted to do dramas, creating the craft of an actor like Marlon Brando, and gaining notoriety for my skill and respect for my peers, also while making millions of dollars. Ce sont mes poumons. Now, with more maturity, wisdom, and experience, success for me has changed significantly. Would I make an action film? Maybe. Would I like to be nominated for a Best Actor in a film directed by one of the greats of my generation? Sure. Would I like to make millions? I guess. I think I would truly like those things only if I enjoyed doing them and didn't do them just because they were an obligation to fulfill in order to, to be validated by others. To me, true success is simply making films and telling stories I want to tell, having those stories be relatable to the human experience. and making an ass load of money while doing it. Well, thank you, Charlie, for coming to the seventh episode of Journals. Um, super stoked to have you here. I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit of what you do. What do I do? Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the words of um, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., I'm a professional pretender, and I do that all day, every day, just making short films every week and writing them, and uh, spending time, an inordinate amount of time in the shower and in traffic, thinking of uh, shit I need to write down before I like crash or, or something like that. Hey, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, I feel like for a lot of people, the hardest part is starting. So like, how did you start writing? How do you start filming these videos? Because that first step can be a little intimidating. Yeah. Uh, I think the first YouTube video I actually made was like a music video in like 2009. It was wild. That was like the, the rise of that kind of like art form. you picking up weeds and planting tomato seeds it was a hundred degrees and i can't turn away your luscious lips were so cute great dimples and eyes to boot my favorite movie is roots and i can't turn away your hair is nappy dark skin made me happy you should be an athlete stop your work and take me baby
I've always been like a type of um, like when I was a kid I played with a lot of toys mm -hmm. and I would do it for hours and just come up with narratives with different toys uh, I never wrote them down I just kind of did it on the spur of the moment and then as time went on I knew I wanted to be an actor you know my first role I was a starfish at sixth grade a pink starfish in this uh, play called Arashimataro was a Japanese what, was it Patrick Starr? Patrick Starr? Who's that? Yeah, it's from Spongebob. He's also No, no. This is well before, um, well before uh, Spongebob. But, um, yeah, yeah. And then I just kept going. Went to high school, theater, college, and whatnot. And I was like, I, I mean, I love it. I have to do it. And then uh, I just realized, like, it would ha be hard for me to get an agent and stuff like that. So I remember, this was in 2009. It was a while. But I was in a, another house similar to this and uh, we were making, we were creatives. One was a rapper, I was an actor, another was a comedian. And I would just, it, my friend was just like, why don't we just make our own stuff? And and I was like, yeah, why don't we make our own stuff? I had a laptop and I was like, why don't I just type and come up with ideas? And that came pretty naturally to me. And then um, shooting my own stuff with a camera just followed suit. That's super awesome. So when yeah. you started this, were you filming with some friends or was it mostly like your solo thing? Yeah, it was mostly friends because that's like when you start out, you're like, yeah, everybody's going to be down to work for free and, and without food for eight hours a day. And um, as time went on, I realized that wasn't the case. So I just kind of had to graduate to, all right, I don't have a lot of money now. I have a lot of ideas. How can I consistently make a lot of ideas, especially for like YouTube, mm -hmm. and be consistent, but stay driven and keep them entertaining. And I was just like, I gotta figure it out. So I'll just write them all and then I'll act in them all. And a lot of people started coming up like that too. And I, I did the inspiration from like Joel Haver, is a, probably one of the biggest, like they call it folk filmmaking. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm, no. Yeah, it's basically like a fancy new age term for like independent filmmaking, but like super shoestring budget. Gotcha. And um, yeah, so I was like, he he makes a short a week, and he's got like over a million followers. I'm like, how is he doing this? And I was like, All right, I have no excuse, you know. So I'm gonna do that. All right, so you've got a shoestring budget. You've got like a ton of ideas going yeah. around in your head. Yeah. Um, how did you make it work? Like, did you just, what equipment did you use or were you like, When I was starting or? Yeah, when you were starting. When I was starting, I just had, I mean, I think most cameras are pretty expensive. So I just used like a random digital video camera I think my friend had. Mm -hmm. And like, we didn't know anything about sound. So we had no mics, we just shout into the camera. Uh, but yeah, that was basically it. We just take a camera and then, um, I think I just started learning about Final Cut Pro around that time and they didn't have a lot of YouTube tutorials like they do now. So like I just, you know, kind of learned trial by fire. So I had editing and I had a camera and I just shoot. All right, that's awesome. Yeah. So nowadays you do a lot of character content. Yeah. Um, what attracted you to that art form and, and developing those characters in the first place? Um. It kind of just started with different ideas for shorts, and then as time was going on, I was like, oh, man, I have an idea for this a character that could be like this, and I have another character like this, and just multiple, like, I guess different characters with different, like, mentalities, if that makes sense, you just thought differently and could tell different stories. I was like, I'm, I could probably, it, it usually just boils down to I have a lot of ideas, mm -hmm. and... Some take priority of over others, so it's like, all right, let me just pick my top three and just like 
just flesh those out. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones I like the most. That's kind of how Super Dick came about and Dark Charles. It's like, what can, what do I have the most resor mental resource to um, to flesh out each of these characters? And that's, that whichever one, like, entertains me the most, for lack of a better term, I'll go with. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. That's awesome. So, we were talking about characters a little bit. I'd like to look at a couple of clips from Dark Charles. Ah, here I we go. Let's do it. Okay. All right, I think I've gotten to pull them over again. I will go to YouTube real quick. Is this Steve? Is this Steve or is this Dark Charles? Yeah, this is Steve. Oh, okay. So the well, black and white is Steve. Yeah. So you. Oh, so you I've do. been watching Steve. Then <laughs> I thought that was Dark Charles. But that's Steve. Uh, okay. Dark Charles is the fit fitness guy. I mean, this guy also is fit. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't help it. You're, I couldn't lose enough weight before I started doing Steve, so I was like, I'll just cover him up in a t-shirt. <laughs> okay. I mean, cool. either way, yeah. We'll All right, well, so we'll talk about Steve then. This is your, your most current. <laughs> okay. All right, sounds good. All so right. this one is called, um, Me Overthinking Leads to Very Bad Things. Mm. I want to thank everybody for 500,000 followers. Right now, you guys are the only thing keeping me from sucking <laughs> I love the voiceover, by the way. I feel like that's a common theme in all your stuff. It's dangerous being a comedian. I'm always at the mercy of an idea. I'm always writing. If it's not with a pen and pad, it's at my laptop. If it's not at my laptop, it's in my head. Sorry for and the bad mic. I have the premise. I mean, this is just really what you're talking joke. about, all really the ideas. Like 95% of my brain will partition itself off towards that joke. And the other 5% will just go to whatever I'm doing at the moment. I feel like that's super relatable, though. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's me 24-7. It's just like, focus at least a little bit on what you need to be doing so you don't hurt or kill yourself. Yeah, especially when you're driving, too, and you're like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very um, tolerant roommate. Who knows I shoot a lot, so he's, he's pretty cool. Does he also do film stuff too? He uh, takes classes, like acting classes. Um, we've done some stuff together. Right, my dinner. Yeah, that's cool. Set my apartment on fire. Damn near slit my wrist open. I guess ideas can be dangerous. You can see all my ideas in the background, too. Yeah, no, I like that. I was like, I'm not going to take time to, like, pull all these post-it notes down. Oh. This is Masterclass. That's awesome. So she's been watching, or, sorry, you've been watching my new character. I have Which been. I'm excited about, because that's, like, my most uh, recent thing I've been working on. All right, so what can you... It's like mental health. Does Dark Charles talk about mental health? I guess a little bit. Well... <laughs> I was watching some of your older stuff too with like Super Dick, and that also has a mental health. Yeah, yeah, oh no, you're definitely it. right. Yeah, there's a through line. So, like, what attracted you to that through line of mental health? Just a topic of mental health. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't even know I was really doing it until I looked back at some old shit I did. I'd be like, man, I had a lot of stuff I was working through, you know, because I never even watched my old stuff, but I was like, I remember the guy I was, and that guy came up with this idea because he was going through stuff. Me. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then I also kind of knew, I knew this kind of wave was coming because you, you know, you see Kanye West, he's got like a lot, or yay, he's got a lot of mental issues and like some Elena Gomez. So basically like big profile names coming up with mm. uh, uh, just admitting like mental history. I was like, that's interesting. This is like kind of coming, 
it, it's okay to talk about. It's not as stigmatized. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to play more on this because, you know, everybody goes through their own thing. A lot of my friends have therapists. I was like, that was new to me when I first moved to Texas. And, or I'm sorry, from Texas to uh, California. So I was like, I think there's something I can contribute, but also I could probably give a lot of value if I try hard enough and, and be respectable to it. Cause you know, I, I don't know what people who are going through certain mental issues actually go through. And I, I just know like in comments, like me and LA might be talking about like, people are gonna be shooting on you for not getting this right. Like it's totally entertainment, but I try to be respectable to any issue I talk about. Uh, and so yeah, with Super Dick, uh, it was kind of that. It started out like during the pandemic, I was like, I have to do something, like I'm itching creatively. Mm -hmm. And so I was like thinking of a character I could do like um, maybe like a web series or no, like a web series of a guy who is taking webinars. But I was like, that's not enough. Like I like to juxtapose like two different things and, and make it more interesting. So I was like, I've always wanted to play a superhero. I'm probably not gonna be ba Black Panther anytime soon. So I was like, I'll just make my own. And uh, that's kind of how uh, the fruition of this came about. I was like, why don't I have a superhero that's going through mental issues? And um, yeah, I just started writing and it just kind of came from there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, how did you come up with the name Super Dick? Because uh, I mean, I feel like the title and the name is more like, like you're being a dick kind of like, instead yeah. of like, you know, the Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you know this movie called, yeah. Well, it's ironic because I never addressed the fact that he's got this huge jock strap mm -hmm. and uh, it wasn't intentional. I just needed to kind of fill it in, so to speak. Uh, what, so, how'd that come about? Yeah, I, okay, so there's this movie in 2006 with Will Smith called Hancock, mm -hmm. and he played a, like, a superhero that was a dick, but it wasn't really like fleshed out in a way, where I was like, it had so much more potential. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I could probably do something with that. And I was like, all right, his name's D. Uh, why don't we, uh, you know, he's an asshole to people, why don't we just make him a dick? You yeah. know, and it's kind of just the play on words, basically. Mm -hmm. It's not his official super, or super name, but, you understand when you see the show. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I really liked about that show is even though he is, like, a superhero, all yeah. of his problems and struggles he have are very, like, everyday, relatable. Yeah, like, that was my intent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I didn't want... I mean, we've already had, like, 20 years of superhero movies just going from, all right, he gets his powers, origin story, and then he saves the world, and it's over and over and over. Oh, I love those movies, and I'll see most of them. Um... You know, they rarely uh, connect. You're never like thinking like, oh wow, that, you know, walk out of the movie and, and that's what, what I want to create. I want to create something that's relatable and makes you think, you know, like uh, maybe that has an aspect in my life, you know, I can apply or relate to. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, talking about origin stories, did you have like an origin story of the character? Like how did he get his superpowers yeah. and strength because he's very strong he's like yeah. always breaking people's wrists and Oof, or yeah. hands or yeah well i mean uh i haven't fleshed this out in story yet uh obviously if i get a production budget i'd love to do that but um basically he's um a pariah from other superheroes because basically the <laughs> i'm spilling the beans but basically a lot of uh all, all superheroes died basically because they showed up during this draft Mm -hmm. and they died in this war. Uh, Super Dig didn't show up because 
you know, he's he was, a dick. yeah, he's yeah. a dick and he's self-indulgent and mm -hmm. um, the story is basically him coming out of that and having to um, address those issues, you know, that he tried to hide from by not going into the draft for political reasons, but, but also because he was negligent and didn't want to show up for his uh, people and citizens and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but he, you know, he, um, I haven't fleshed out why he has superpowers, but yeah, that's, uh, hopefully I can address that sometime. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's definitely a character I really want to play more with. Yeah, how does everyone have his phone number too? Like, it seems like people are always It's calling. an app. Yeah, got, yeah. Got you. They can just you download gotta, it and be like. Yeah, it's 2022. You hit him up. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, so like in the first episode, he's like fretting over like he he keeps replaying that incident in his head a little bit where yeah. the girl he's like come on run you are a piece of shit you know that how dumb can you be I told you to run, and you sit there like a goddamn deer. You think taking a plasma burst to the face feels good? Look at my suit! I should have let him incinerate you! This is why I hate helping you people, because I'm the one that gets fucked up for it. I'm a godsend, a deity. I should be revered. I don't ask for praise. I don't get congratulated. There's no glory in this for me. Yet all I ask is you listen to me when I'm trying to help you live your stupid little life a bit longer on this stupid fucking planet! And uh, then he finds out she has like a sprained ankle and he's like, oh man, like, why did I do that? Like, yeah. I feel like such a, a dick right now. Yeah. Um, was that like, ins I, I feel like I felt that way before. Like, where I'm like, oh man, like, why did I do that? Like, that was such a, a, a dick move. Um, yeah. Like, or, did you come up with all the conflicts he has from experiences in your own life? Or like, Oh, definitely. Yeah. But not intentionally, probably. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. all my art, like I was saying before, it just comes from, you know, the experience of myself unconsciously. You know, like you said, we always, we all have that thing we did or said to someone where like, we wish we could have taken it back, you know, in hindsight, 2020 is always like clear. But um, yeah, I wanted to communicate specifically with that part. Like, um, man, it's so funny because I haven't seen the episode in a while, but <laughs> yeah. So basically he saves a woman from a, a super villain and he, oh, because he was telling her to run. But yeah, he realized he, he doesn't. I think in society, it's hard to put ourselves in another person's shoes. And that's what I think I was trying to communicate. Maybe, you know, she couldn't run for this reason. And then he doesn't realize that until she tells him. And it makes him step back. And then that's where, I, that's where we kind of addressed it, where he's talking to his uh, therapist about it. It's like, you know, if you put yourself in another person's shoes, you see you can have more empathy, you can have more compassion. And, you know, you don't you can teach yourself not to have such a knee-jerk reaction when you get angry. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
did you like have you ever worked with a therapist or how did you come up with a therapist character um that's in it because i feel like she's very stereotypical with the like even the way she dresses is very uh -huh. like i don't know Therapist yeah, very like, therapist-like, and yeah, you know that was during the pandemic, so everybody was doing it on a on a laptop. During uh, what was what's the app everybody was using? Oh, uh, I keep seeing um, advertisements for it. It's like yeah. an online. Like, yeah, BetterHelp, like yeah. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, uh, I've watched a couple of shows. There's this show called In Treatment, and uh, I think it just came back for a third season. It's an older show, but they just basically spend like a an hour in a, a made-up or basically like famous characters or like characters you've seen in television but they talk about real issues that people have in therapy and I was like uh, okay I'll kind of rob from this a little bit and just like other things I had seen but yeah it is very kind of like a stereotypical um, kind of version of that yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. I wanted to have someone in a chair across from me, you know, with me laying in a bed, but couldn't do that. We had COVID. <laughs> yeah. Did uh did COVID kind of play into creating, like, your new character? Because I feel like with COVID, the theme of mental health came up a lot when people were in isolation or yeah, just definitely. had, like, a lot of time with their own thoughts that they might not normally have. Yeah, yeah, definitely with Steve because um, I would rife through. That's where I got to know Reddit is because, like, People would be in. There's an actual forum called Agoraphobia in mm -hmm. um, in uh, in the Reddit forums, and I just like sift through them and be like, wow, a lot of people are going through this, and I wanted to try to communicate that with this character specifically, and plus, like, it, it also has to do with the fact that I can't really shoot anything outside in LA. I'm always worried somebody's gonna like a car is gonna come or somebody's gonna tell me I need a permit. So that that kind of just like got rid of all those problems. Mm -hmm. And um, it definitely helped me do something a little bit more consistent. Where I was like, all right, I can do this weekly. Same with same with Dark Charles, the physical, or, you know, the personal trainer type. Yeah, so like, he's doing do like a hundred push-ups. Yeah, I could do that in my room, or I could do it in a park. Mm -hmm. You know, so that 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 plays into a lot of like budgetary issues. It's like, yeah, these are all free spots. I can just worry about shooting that. Should, do you set up the camera yourself, or do you have someone else set it up? Oh no, that's all me. Yeah, for uh, for all of, except for like Super Dick, but like all this mm -hmm. weekly stuff, I have, uh, I, I do my own stuff. So when you're creating your idea, do you like bounce it off anyone? Or no, you, you I'm just selfish like, with my ideas. You're <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> just going to go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I should probably ask. I wouldn't mind. I just feel like I'll bother people if I ask for it or they'll never get back to me in time. It's like, I got to shoot this today. You know, I don't, I need your advice now or never. I got you. Yeah, you're like, are you free right now? For yeah, like yeah, minutes? yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, I do try to make sure they make sense. That's the big thing with anything I create. As long as there's a good, like, uh, my idea will either be for something at the end or something in the beginning. And then I just have to flesh it out. And if it makes sense, which most of the time it does, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it'll work out. Yeah. I trust my comedic instincts. No, for yeah. sure. So I was talking to you a little bit before we started here, and you were saying you're going back to stand-up. Do you have a stand-up background, or, or do you just like, I like comedy, I like watching comedy, I'm going to make my own comedy? Or, um. Yeah, it's interesting. Not really. I mean, it's funny. I spent a year in Toronto, oddly mm -hmm. enough, just doing uh, uh, comedy, and I did it for a year, because I was writing a movie. Mm -hmm. And um, 
about a suicidal stand-up comedian. This is like 10 years ago. So you talk about you know, like mental health. I was like, I was kind of edging in those waters. Mm -hmm. uh, but for Steve particularly, he is a stand-up comedian, completely, completely different from the character in 2000, uh, I did in 2012. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to make him authentic, because he's eventually going to get out of his, his agoraphobia, spoiler alert. Um, he's going to leave his apartment, and he's going to start doing comedy. And so I was like, i got to make it seem like I'm a comedian if, I, yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to do this. But as far as, like, comedic ideas, I've always had a very um, dark humor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was talking about juxtaposing ideas. So since I talk a lot about, uh, about a lot of dark issues... And a lot of the um, things I create, it's good to have a lot of a little bit of levity. So no, for sure. You know, kind of lift it out of that heavy spot with with some funny stuff. Dark Charles, do you ever get depressed? Yeah. Do I stay depressed? Nah. Why? Because I get ghost like a first date. Then I'm outside, killing it. So we were talking about topics that are a little like tough to talk about, like mental health. Um, but then just going for it and being like, you know what, it, it actually works. Yeah. Um, so in your past, you've continued to have this trend. And one of those was your music video, Call It Slavery. Yeah. Like, how do you come up with the idea for it? Were you, like, nervous at all to put the publish, like, upload button? And oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if I was nervous to, to publish it because I was, like, I just come back from Canada. I was, like, man, if I'm going to make it, I'm just going to go full bore. Mm -hmm. But, uh... How did that come about? Okay, so the Carly Rae Jepsen video was one of the hugest music videos of like the two, early 2010s. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, uh, I have a lot of dark humor, so I'm just going to turn it around. And uh, I basically play a slave, and she's like a southern belle. Uh -huh. And like, <laughs> it's called call, call It Slavery. I actually, I, I, man, I can't wait to see that again. Actually, that'd be funny. Um... But, uh, yeah, uh, my friend, I remember I was filming at the time, had a big, like, house that was almost like a mansion, so you could think about it as, like, a, like a slave compound or something like that, and we just like went for it. Like a plantation house. Like a plantation house, mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, I'm pretty, I think I was pretty edgy back then. I can't tell if I'm more edgier now, but, yeah, it's just, like, no restrictions, just, it was all in the, all for humor. You know, not to hurt anybody, but I can see it being an issue, especially nowadays, but who knows. Yeah, I mean, uh, talking a little bit, like nowadays, I feel like there's more of the cancel culture. Of course. Where you say something and you're like, oh man, like now I'm getting fired from my job, nobody's yeah. watching me. Um, right. Like, yeah, so do you... Are you like a little bit more nervous nowadays with that? Do like do you double guess like or think about it a little bit more before you write something, or are you just like I'm just gonna it, it doesn't affect. Um, I think it's a little bit of both and neither. I think uh, we're starting to come to a point in time where it's like we're realizing people are people, and while we do make mistakes, um, I feel like there needs to be a way for people to. Uh, redeem themselves you know short of like incidences of like you know I won't go yeah. into it but like prison worthy but mm -hmm. um, yeah if you if you made a mistake or told a joke I don't think you should like you know go to jail for that or anything like that and that's what really what I wanted to lean in with Steve is like I haven't really developed his reason for getting canceled but he does have a lot of money he is well known in his field of comedy and I wanted to figure out if I could tell that story of redemption with this character. Mm -hmm. You know, he 
he's he's totally recluse he's totally isolated no friends nobody wants to talk to him how do you come back from that yeah that's a tough that's <laughs> one, like that's one like minute every zero. week <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah and it's gonna go in some interesting places yeah do you have an idea where those places might go or those under like the wraps right now I know where they're going um, I haven't fleshed out the episodes because I typically, I, I like to, my exercise is basically I have a week to develop the story for where it's going, but um, basically every 10 episodes is going to be kind of a different chapter and a different like step in that direction of like, all right, I can't, you know, be like this forever if I'm a comedian, I need to get back on stage. But I will spoil that he uh, has a voice, I mean, it's in the last episode anyway, he starts hearing voices. And one of those voices is going to kind of be the antithesis of what he's going through, kind of uh, uh, pulling him out of that stupor to, to be the person he needs to be and who he was. So you're using black and white right now. Do you, like, is that, like, supposed to signify something? Is there going to be color that introduces later when he gets back on stage? Or, or yeah, is that just... Yeah, you're already kind of, yeah, p peeling it apart. That's what I'm hoping, because you're very intuitive. I'm hoping people who see that realize, you're like, this is a guy in his worst of worst moments. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, you know, emotionally he feels black and white. Like, there's no color in his life. So when he starts doing what he loves, there's going to be these little pops. And um, how I'm going to edit that in is going to be difficult, but you can already see it in a couple of episodes, mm -hmm. but um, it's really going to get fleshed out as time goes on. And that's what I'm really excited about, because not only am I doing this from a writing standpoint, I have to think about it aesthetically, how mm -hmm. it's going to be with a, no budget. And that's what's good, because it, it helps me be more creative as far as telling that story. No, for sure. So it sounds kind of like you're a one-man team on this. Oh, yeah. How do you stay motivated and how do you, like, I don't know, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to get this done. And then, I don't know, then, like, other things happen. I'm like, oh, whatever, it's just my uh, own project. But, like, how do you prior keep it a priority? Keep it uh, going? Fear of being a failure in life is the biggest uh, push to um, be consistent and get well done. I always have that voice in my head. It's like, or you're not trying hard enough, you're not working hard enough. I try to balance that because I know that can be healthy in its own and be very, uh, have it be a, it could be a toxic mentality to have. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I just try to, um, I think the thing, I always had this fear that I was gonna run out of ideas, maybe like 10 or so years ago. I was like, I'm coming up with my best ideas now. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, I can't stop them. So there's a reason for that. And it, Basically, until that water or that well runs dry, I'm just gonna keep going because it. I, I have a voice, so it's like I. And it seems like I can help people, you know, not to sound like I'm like a a, a guru or some some type of self help person, but I feel like through the things I've gone to in life and the things I've experienced, I feel like uh, a lot of people can can gain value from what I create. Yeah. So with your content you've created, do you feel like you've created like an audience that you interact with a lot or like what's your interaction with that? Like are you talking to people? Are people coming with you and being like, yo, I, I suffer from depression and I watched your thing and That's and what I'm hoping for. And, I only have like 162 subscribers hopefully after this video I have more. <laughs> um, no pressure. Um, yeah, but it's hard because I'm developing a new since uh, I don't know if it, it's an algorithm thing. 
but since I'm doing these new types of shorts and, and it's completely different from things I had done that had gotten those followers, it's probably going to take a little while. That's why I built a TikTok and some, some people from TikTok are coming over to YouTube. Bleeding in. But yeah, on that, so I'm not getting a lot of comments from the YouTube end, but on Instagram and TikTok, definitely. I do get a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, I had one comment that was like, I was using a resistance band. Mm -hmm. They're like, man, I need to buy that because I need to start doing that exercise. Or, yeah, you know, you just make me laugh or you brightened up my day. Yeah, the stuff like that always makes me feel good and lets me know I'm going in the right direction. Let's talk a little bit about fitness. All right. Because fitness is a huge part of it. Like, you're always like topless in your videos and doing push ups and. Uh huh. Even talking about like your uh, your fight with your mind, like should I eat the pizza? It's delicious, but it's gonna yeah, it's not a weekly, help me. Yeah, like weekly obstacle. Yeah, and that nice cream and donuts. I'm, I love ice cream. <laughs> it's a huge, huge part. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. So, um, how do like how does that play into your videos and? Yeah. Uh, I've always been like into fitness, not to the extent was like I really want to make videos about it, but. Um, I have a friend who's a big influencer. She's got like 4,000 followers on Instagram. And so she's got a, she's got, she's Indian, Pakistani. So she's got a huge like demographic for that. She's like, if you did something with, you know, you having your shirt off, I'd constantly get that. People would be like, you need to do something where you have your shirt off. I was like, all right, all right. I'll make something. TikTok came along. I was like, all right, I don't like to make something that's super easy and takes a minute. And I already work out like twice a week. So I was like, you know, I'm doing it anyway. Why not just film it? And uh, that's kind of how that came about. And then I was like, eh, you know, let me see if I can. I, oh, yeah. Okay. So like on Instagram and TikTok, you guys you got a lot of guys that take it seriously. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I kind of want to do the anti antithesis of that. So I want to do it in a comedic way. And do you know who David Goggins is? Yes. Yes. And that guy's huge. a legend. Yeah, huge. He's got a new book coming out too. I can't wait to buy it. But um. Huge inspiration for me, along with the rest of the world. And so I was like, I want to do something that kind of uh, satirizes that, because I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people take themselves seriously, especially when it comes to like bodybuilding and working out on, on these social groups. I so, feel like even like the slogans they have, like, discipline equals freedom. It's like the yeah. big boy, it's like a very military vibe. Yeah, like, I'm always, I always go against the grain with mm -hmm. anything I do. I don't want to be able to... I don't want people to watch what I do and be like, I've seen that before. If they do, they're at least, it's, it's twisted in a way, or it's um, created in a way where it's like, uh, it has its own niche. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if I'm going to do this, I got to do this in a way where it doesn't really uh, relate to, or it relates, but it's not like something that someone else does. Like I pride myself in kind of coming up with an original idea mm -hmm. for what I do. No, for sure. Now, if you had like a budget, unlimited budget, unlimited time, what would be the project that you'd hit go on right now? Oh, super dick hands down. That's uh, probably my favorite long form idea. Whereas like if I had the budget, I had the time, you know, all the money and I can properly pay cast and crew. Definitely. Because I think the story is important and it's it, I, like it's got a such a broad uh, range it can go to like it can, it can go anywhere I think mm. it wouldn't be hard for me to come out I could bang out like three episodes uh, you know this month if I wanted to just off of um, 
the ideas I have for it. That's long term, definitely. But as far as like uh, uh, immediately, it's always going to be the next, you know, weekly short. You know, there's never there's never a gap gap of space and time of creative. I have, I like feel like I have to be doing something all the time. <laughs> I can't sit still. No, for sure. Um, I feel like a big hurdle for a lot of creators is how do you get people to actually watch it? Yeah, true. So how do you go about trying to get some eyeballs on your work? TikTok's easy because it's for the ADD crowd. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like uh, at that point you just have to figure out what gets them in that first like three seconds. But once you kind of have that down and you have your niche for what you want to talk about, uh, it's pretty much just like being consistent with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've taken the longest break from because I haven't been doing super dick or super. I haven't been doing dark Charles. I have too many characters. I haven't been doing dark Charles for the past three weeks because I've been focusing on Steve, and I'm a little worried, not too much that like I'll lose my audience, but everybody's still there. I'm still getting likes for it. Uh, but um, yeah, I think it's consistency is a big thing I keep seeing over and over on YouTube and and uh, Instagram and TikTok, but particularly TikTok is, it's probably the easiest platform to get an audience with, as mm -hmm. long as you kind of follow those rules. Still trying to figure out for YouTube and Instagram, but you know, patience is a virtue, I guess. Yeah, no, sense. for sure. Do you like, do any like paid advertising or stuff or you just go with completely organic? I mean, if somebody sat down with me, because I'm so the type of guy, I was like, I don't want to deal. Like, even my days where I'm like, I spent all week on a short, I edited it, and I put it out. That's, I just want to work on the next thing. Now I'm realizing I have to research, like, I have to spend days researching. So I'm kind of trying to dedicate days for that specifically. But if I sat down, I'm going to have to sit down with, like, a marketer and be like, because I want to. I'd love to do that, but my brain's too much on the creative side. So that's something I'd have to, like, if I had a budget to, you know, pay somebody who kind of handles that part of it for me. Yeah, frees up your time a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, it just allows me to do what I love. Because if I, if I, like, spend time, like, trying to figure all that stuff out, I'm going to be like, man, I'm going to go on YouTube videos. I'm going to be playing video games. Go oh, down the full rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm going to be eating all my food in the fridge. It's like, but the energy just goes everywhere other than, like, what I'm supposed to be focusing on. But if it's creative, it's, like, purely that. Yeah, easy to focus. Yeah. So also being a writer and an actor, do you still have the desire to collaborate on other people's projects as a pure actor and yeah, yeah. Obviously, if anybody asks me, definitely. I, I feel like I've come to a, a fork in the road with Hollywood in a, in a sense. And I think it's a good thing. I mean, I still have my agents. They still submit me to stuff. But um, the passion has gone to self-making my own things because I just know how to write for myself. And I, mm -hmm. I like to write the things I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I got locked in a show, as good as the money might be, um, I don't know if I could be passionate about it but I mean I, again if it's like a friend or it's you know somebody who's had me in their thoughts for a particular role I could definitely see myself doing it but as far as like the you know the procedural kind of aspect of filmmaking it's like I don't know I mean I think that's kind of gone by the wayside for me if it pays the bills it pays the bills obviously I'm doing what my love I love as long as I can still do what I like to do on the side but yeah that's kind of how I feel about it
No, for sure. Yeah. And then if you had any advice for other people that are looking to start creating their own content and putting it out there, what would you say to them? I'd be like, start today. Get a pen or pad or a laptop if you had it and get it. You, gotta, you already have a, a multi hundred dollar camera in your phone usually. You know, there's no excuse. Um, I steal my, I steal all my editing software. Um, edit. All right, there's free editing. Don't steal it. I, there's free editing software. And you can, there's always free trials. Yeah, there's always free trials, and just keep re-upping them. Um, but yeah, there's no excuse. Just be consistent, and um, you know, if you love it, you'll do it anyway. But to, but the most important rule is to start. Yeah. Because yeah. you're only gonna get better by. It. By doing it. Yeah, failing you know? forward. I have, I have a friend. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't see this. He's like, I could never put myself on YouTube because it's like, or I could never show it because, you know, it's, I look back at it and I'm be like, this is going to suck and people are going to think it sucks. I'm like, dude, my very first short is still on YouTube. Like, I want to look back when I'm like in my 60s or like my 70s and be like, that's, you see the process. Yeah. Obviously, I don't suck as much as I did in 2009, but I'm still proud of it, you mm -hmm. know, because I took the initiative to do it. If people want to see some of your work more than what we've shown here, how can they do that? Uh, uh, TikTok, I'm easy to find. Um, dark Charles, dark period, dark, dot. <laughs> I didn't make that easy. Dark period, dot, dark period, Charles. And then Instagram is yeah, dot. I'm dot Charlie dot Harmony and the same for my YouTube. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Mm -hmm. <laughs>